1: This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast.
2: One week away from that franchise tag deadline. Teams don't want to use it, but there's one team in particular that's in an interesting situation. We're going to discuss that right now. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, series 6M Channel Lady, I'm Gabe Knudsel, along with Ian Fitzsimmons, as we fill in for the guys today. ESPN Radio, presented as always by Progressive Insurance. The Giants were... I would say they're one of the unexpected teams in 2022 in the NFL where they were able to have success and make it to the postseason under a new head coach. And I think Daniel Jones was able to solidify himself as somebody you wanted back if you were the Giants. And of course, Saquon Barkley, one of the best running backs in the NFL. The problem is that the Giants are facing both of them being free agents and you can only tag one of them. And they're trying to figure out and navigate this situation the best they can. If you were in charge of the Giants and you're trying to frantically get deals done, because, again, you're probably going to have to use it on one before the end of next week, who are you using the franchise tag on? What's it harder
1: to find, Gabe? A quarterback or a running back? Quarterback? Not even close, right? I mean, we Mm -hmm. all know it. And if you don't have a quarterback, whether it's big boy high school football, let alone the the NFL, you don't have a shot you're not contending for a title and when the when Daniel Jones finally got a legit head coach and an offensive mind in Brian Dable to come in, look what happened. Yeah, look, I, I know there weren't you know he wasn't throwing for forty touchdowns, but you, you saw marked improvement in a guy late in the year who got better and better. You know, and in week 17, and then going on the road and dismantling Minnesota, and then they ran into the eventual NFC champs, you know, and a division rival in the Eagles. But Daniel Jones was a different quarterback because he finally, for the first time in his career, had a legit head coach and an offensive mind designing and calling plays. So if I'm Joe Shane and Brian Dable, I've had this long conversation and behind the scenes, I'm almost playing the two against each other without them knowing. First guy to take the deal, you get a long-term contract. The one that doesn't tag, you are it. So it's either Saquad Barkley, right, or Daniel Jones. Whichever one takes the deal I'm giving you, hey, first, you get the long-term deal. The other one, tag, and we'll try and figure it out by July 15th.
2: Well, Joe Shane was asked about it because all the general managers are gathering in Indianapolis with the combine going on, and here's what Joe Shane had to say at his presser about the contract situations of Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. We're hoping we do, you know, we don't get to where it's it's one or the other. It doesn't have to be that way. Um, if it did, we wouldn't be in, you know, have contract offers out to both of them. So, it's not necessarily we have to one's getting tagged. Ideally that doesn't happen. And you get them both done. That's going to be better for the organization. And I think it'll be better for Daniel. And I think it'll be better for Saquon if if we can get deals done without having to use the franchise tag. Because there's a blueprint out there. And it's been a few years since somebody has used it. If you feel like you're being undervalued, and maybe this is what we see going on in Baltimore as well with Lamar Jackson. As he is set to be a free agent. And that's another one to kind of keep an eye on. What happens with him if the franchise tag gets thrown on him. Or does he get traded? Yeah, it's certainly possible. But Kirk Cousins decided to play on the tag. And at that position, I understand there's some risk, especially with Daniel Jones, as athletic as he can be and as much as he can run at times. But if you just ride it out for two years and you get a boatload of money, the, the franchise tag for quarterbacks this year is going to be worth somewhere around $45 million, something like that. Like yeah, Deron Payne, Deron
1: Payne D tackle for the Washington Commanders was, is, it just got tagged. He's yeah. the first one. He's making nearly $19 million, eighteen point nine. So to Guaranteed. your point, yeah, you get, you get tagged as a QB as Kirk Cousins embraced it, and you get tagged back-to-back years, you're making some serious, serious bank.
2: And then you get to have, and again, there's a level of betting on yourself that you're going to be able to continue to grow if you're oh, yeah. Daniel Jones. But if you're Jones and you feel that the Giants are lowballing you, don't you almost dare them to tag you? And then play on it to try to prove, yeah, I'm worth this. This is what I'm worth, especially to you after the year we had. I can continue to grow if you get me offensive weapons. I can continue to grow as I can become more and more comfortable under the offense led by Brian Dable. That's that's going to be interesting to me to see if what the contract offer is, because Joe Shane said he, he's got offers out to both Saquon and Daniel Jones. We don't know what those reported numbers are. And if you're Daniel Jones and you feel like you're being undervalued, do you play on that franchise tag and try to go that Kirk? cousins route
1: well the kirk cousins route has earned him career earnings after this year north of 230 million dollars <laughs> kirk cousins right so for him not, not great for him forget good, great for him <laughs> i mean i mean you're gonna tag me okay follow next year tag on am it again okay and then minnesota gives you that you know massive guaranteed contract Come on, man. At the time, I think he was the highest-paid player in in the NFL Mm -hmm. when the Vikings gave him that contract, if I'm not mistaken. So, look, if I'm Daniel Jones, you want to play on the tag? Okay. You're going to pay me how much for one year as as a quarterback tag money? Guaranteed take-home? I'll make you pay for it. Bottom line is, though, and Joe Shane, you heard it there, they've got offers out to both. The ideal scenario would be to have both on – whether it's a, a 3 or 4 year contract for a running back like Saquad Barkley, I call him Saquad cuz his quads enter the room first before he does, you know, <laughs> or Daniel Jones and you know or both, you know, whichever way. But bottom line is, if you can't get a deal done with both of them, hey, quarterback comes first oh, in my so opinion. Per, so and easy. if you can get a deal done with Daniel Jones, you're not at 45-50 million dollars per. I don't think he's worth that. But if I'm Daniel Jones, I'm doing what Dak Prescott did. I'll sign a three-year deal for $100 million guaranteed. And then yeah. guess what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double dip and take another bite out of that apple when the TV money skyrockets again in three years as it's projected to. And I'm going to prove to you with Brian Dable as my head coach, first time I've had a true offensive coordinator, you know, and an offensive mind, you're really going to have to pay me. So either way, I think they win. If you're the Giants, I mean, because, again, either you're tagging uh, Daniel Jones or you're tagging Saquad and one of them's getting a long-term deal. But bottom line is, if I'm Daniel Jones, I'll take a Dak Prescott-type shorter contract to take another bite of that apple in a few years.
2: Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Gabe Nodso as we fill in for the guys today, help people in areas affected by the Turkey earthquake, including Turkey and Syria, please visit redcross.org ESPN to help the Red Cross respond.
1: LeBron James is holding his right lower foot area. ESPN NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski reporting: LeBron James is
3: feared to be out several weeks. If they make the play-in tournament, could they be a dangerous first-round opponent? Sure. If if LeBron's healthy and if Anthony Davis is healthy, unfortunately, those two guys aren't healthy together very often. How's your right ankle? It's a little sore. Not saying that totally sinks the Lakers' chances, but it sure doesn't help them.
2: Lakers find themselves in an interesting spot without LeBron James. He's going to be out for at least the next two weeks, probably more than that. They're going to reevaluate him in two weeks, try to see if that ankle and foot can respond to help make a push toward the postseason to discuss more things. All NBA here on KT Carlin ESPN Radio. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Gabe Knott. So we welcome in Tim McMahon, ESPN NBA reporter. And Tim, that's where we start is with LeBron and the Lakers. So with LeBron out, for the next few weeks, presumably, is this a huge opportunity for Anthony Davis to try to lead this team and get them into that play-in tournament and keep their head above water without LeBron?
3: Uh, that is perhaps the most optimistic way to possibly frame the situation. I am impressed. I tell you what, boy. I mean, bottle that up, and I mean that's that you can you can sell that as a fragrance. It's so it's just so woo. I feel just <laughs> en- energized, man. That is you're a motivational speaker. Are you kidding me? Dude, this is a disaster for the Lakers. What, what, what come on, man. Like sure, great. Here, here's your opportunity, AD. This is a team that's a freaking 12 seed trying to scratch and its way to the play in uh, without the all-time leading score. I guess <laughs> sounds good, man. <laughs>
1: I am I am curious, Lurch, to see what AD can do. Can he keep this team afloat just to try and make the play in? What do you think?
3: I think they're going to need a lot of help. And look, uh, the Pelicans obviously have their own problems. We don't know when and or really if Zion's coming back. Uh, the Jazz clearly, you know, the Jazz gave the Lakers guys to be competitive because the Jazz aren't prioritizing chasing a play in spot. It's going to take some some teams that are ahead of them. Uh, really, you know, stumbling down the stretch, which is possible, but again, they they've still got to leapfrog the uh, the, the Portland Trailblazers, who are absolutely all in on trying to win. I think the Lakers' odds of even cracking the play-in are pretty slim at this point.
2: Talking with Tim McMahon, ESPN NBA reporter here on Kansy and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App. I'm Gabe Knitzel, along with Ian Fitzsimmons, filling in for the guys. Well, speaking of the Lakers, a team that they came back from and beat over the weekend, the Dallas Mavericks. Not not a great loss for the Mavs uh, with the way the Lakers came from behind. How quickly do you think that Luka and Kyrie are going to be able to figure this out? Because traditionally, when we've seen two guys like that come together, it takes them a while to figure out who's... You know, at first it's kind of like, oh, we take turns. And it takes a while to kind of find that cohesion. And we only have 21, 22 games left in the regular season. Yeah, they better
3: figure it out quick because, uh, look, they're fighting for playoff position. And if, if they don't figure it out quickly, they might find themselves in a the play-in scenario. Certainly, um, to have any hope of having uh, home court advantage in the first round, they've got to get rolling. And, you know, they've lost three of the first four with Kyrie and Luka together. All three of those games came down to the wire, and, and they weren't on the same page down the stretch. You know, I, I, I do think they'll figure out the offensive stuff. And again, other than the late game situation, like they've they've lit up the scoreboards. That hasn't. That's not the concern with the Mavericks. The concern is, can they stop anybody? No, um, they're getting Max no sleep. They Max. can't. Well, <laughs> that, that, that's <laughs> no. a short answer, right? There's, there's, that's the well, short that question. answer. Next. Right, and so. You know, and and then long term uh, with Kyrie, the concern is, hey, did you give up significant assets just for a short term rental? Um, And obviously, if they if they're bounced in the first round of the playoffs, I think that increases the odds that that's exactly what happened.
1: What do you make of, of that whole situation, especially after they give up a 27-point lead, the Lakers come back and win, and Kyrie looks like he's celebrating with the Lakers more than being hacked off with the Mavs for blowing a 27-point lead. So how do, what's your, you know that, that, that franchise as well as anybody being based in Dallas. What's your read on the future of Kyrie, Luka, and the Dallas Mavericks?
3: Uh, look, you're asking me to read Kyrie's mind, which I don't even speak Good that luck. language. Uh, <laughs> you know but, no
1: hey, that's not hey, by the way not so much Kyrie uh Timmy not so much Kyrie but the Mavericks side of this whole thing as you mentioned they did give up two good players in draft you know assets to get him in as a rental so from the Mavericks side i want you right. to read that part of it
3: well and and the Mavericks side is hey they understood there were not going to be any extension talks they understood that it it, it might be a short term arrangement and i was told by you know somebody uh, with the Mavericks, look, this is kind of a, tr- a test drive is the words that were used for both sides. And the fallback plan is either Kyrie has, you know, th- those bird rights, which maybe there's some value there in a sign and trade. Obviously, that would require his cooperation as well as cooperation with another team. Or, you know, the, the fallback plan is having significant cap space. Now, uh, Ian, you are a Dallas resident who used to flap your gums on local radio. You've, you've seen the cap space dream. Uh, play out before with the Mavericks. Look, they didn't have a 20, now 24-year-old as of today superstar to recruit to. They didn't have. They had Nico Harrison, not in the uh, not in the lead chair. Was it? it was it wasn't Nico and Jason Kidd. It was Donnie Nelson, Rick Carlisle. But we all understand that if if cap space was the plan, they could have found a lot easier ways to go that route instead of giving up two starters and an unprotected 2029 20, pick. Which, look, if this all blows up, the big concern is, at some point, Luke is going to look to go elsewhere, and that's where that pick gets really scary.
2: Tim McMahon, ESPN NBA, NBA reporter, our guest on Canty and Conlon, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Gabe Nigel, Ian Fitzsimmons, uh, filling in for the guys today. You bring up Jason Kidd. Is How would you evaluate the job that he's done? Because it seemed like... And maybe I was just reading this wrong from the outside, Tim. It seemed like he was more or less throwing his team under the bus after they blew the 27-point lead and wasn't really willing to accept any blame on him.
3: I think saying there was a lack of accountability on J. Kidd's part there is certainly fair. Um, You say throwing the team. When he's talking about a young team and four of the five starters are over 30 years old, we might be able to kind of, narrow the focus down to one player okay I'll I'll let you guys do the math on that but I think I just mentioned today's Luka Doncic's 24th birthday Uh, and uh, look but if you're if you're evaluating Jason Kidd hey you got to give him credit for the Mavericks run to the Western Conference Finals last year as well certainly they overachieved last year Um, now here they are two games above 500 a lot of season left he pounded the table wanting this Kyrie Irving trade to get done. I think there's some responsibility that comes with it. Hey, you said you this was going to work. You said you wanted this to happen. You said this was a risk worth taking. So, uh, you know, Jake kid has got there, – there is some responsibility on his plate. I, I agree with you. The, the, honestly, I thought he spoke a lot of truth the other day. Um, I don't mind him calling out Luca. you know, even if you got to kind of read between the lines. Not a whole lot, pretty wide lines. So the one thing I the one issue I took was when he said, I'm watching just like you guys. Like, hey man, yeah if that's the case, can I have your seat and your paycheck? Because <laughs> it, both are a hell of a lot better than mine.
1: Uh Timmy Mack, you know, K D makes his first uh, start tomorrow night with, with Phoenix. You know, and what's crazy is they're only three games up on the Bronnelless Lakers in the loss column from twelve to four. I mean it's this is gonna be a wild ride in the West uh to the finish line to see who's where when it comes to seeding and who's in the play in as far as two games or one game, meaning for people who may not remember, nine and ten you gotta to play to win two games. Seven and eight you gotta win one, and then let's go play some ball and get on with with uh with the big boy postseason. How do you see this whole K D I don't want to say experiment, but, you know, acquisition fit in Phoenix.
3: Yeah, definitely not an experiment because they got him in year one of a four-year deal, not yep. with a couple months left on his contract like the Mavericks with Kyrie. And uh, I, the Suns aren't looking behind him in the standings. You know, they're, 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 their goal, I'm sure, is to move up. Um, and look, I understand, the, the, you know, the old Parcells line, right? You You are what your record says you are. Well, there's some variance there are the Suns. what their record with Devin Booker says they are because that's that's a lot different than what their overall record is and KD anytime you add a superstar obviously there's going to be a bit of an adjustment but he's a, a you know he's a pretty as, as much as any superstar can be plug and play it is Kevin Durant and you know it's funny I hear hey who's going to take the last shot is it KD is it Booker what how's that work well, you're going to put the ball in Chris Paul's hands and let one of the best decision makers ever to play the game read the defense and get the ball to one or the other of these awesome superstars who are like some of the best shooters in the league. I don't have any concerns there. Um, you know, the Suns, they're by Vegas's uh, estimation, the favorite in the West. I, I, I think Denver is being disrespected, but the Suns without question are really, really dangerous.
2: Tim, we appreciate the time and hope you enjoy the final few weeks in the Western Conference. Because, as Ian said, it's going to be wild.
3: Uh, good to talk to you, Gabe and Ian. Uh, you've owed me lunch for about four years now. I'm sure sometime hey, I'll coach, be able to collect a-
1: Anytime, man. Anytime you're ready to collect,
3: Bubba. I just you just
1: you got my number. So you,
3: you usually send me that you send me that trade deadline day text. Hey, want to do lunch today? Yeah, that, we know how you roll. <laughs> that's a that's a bad teammate, folks. <laughs> Tim, End of season,
1: you. man. I'm waiting on it. Come on, stakes on me. Let's go. Right. <laughs> see you, Timmy. We'll see you, boys.
2: See you, Lurch. Tim McMahon, ESPN NBA reporter, joining us here on Canty and Carlin. And you remember Lurch, right, from the Adams family? <laughs> oh, of course, family? yeah. That's, that's Tim McMahon,
1: right there. Looks just like him.
2: It, it gives everyone a good visual because you know yeah. sometimes you know you you can't match the voice you with right. the
1: uh, <laughs>
2: Oh, I can't wait till you actually, you know, get to buy him lunch. Maybe never going to you know. happen. Yeah. doesn't seem like it. Uh, coming up next, there's one NFL owner in a situation that he continues to keep falling into deeper and deeper hot water. You're pretty smart. So you probably be able to figure it out, but we're going to tell you who that is coming up next. Canty and Carl on ESPN radio and the ESPN app. Passion,
4: drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive Not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
0: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.
2: It's a day that ends in Y, so Dan Snyder must have done something a little fishy. Great story up right now at ESPN.com. Don Van Notte, Jr. doing some tremendous reporting as we discuss here on Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Series XM Channel 80. Also catch us on your smart speaker. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Gabe Notchel. He is Ian Fitzsimmons as we fill in for Canty and Carlin. And the short version of the story that's up at ESPN.com is there were three billionaires who were a part of the ownership group of the Washington Commanders. They took up about 40% of the ownership stakes in the franchise, and they had alleged they had become aware of a $55 million loan that Daniel Schneider had acquired. Now, there were some questions about how he acquired it, if it was correct, and at the end of the day, what the uh, accused him and told N- the NFL that they thought that Dan Schneider had committed bank fraud. Instead of actually investigating this, the NFL decided to mediate, act as a mediator to then just buy these three billionaires out of the 40% of their franchise, which Daniel Snyder eventually did. When you couple this with the NFL more or less just kind of swiping the, uh, the reports and, and not really releasing them to the public about... Any sort of malfeasance that also happened within the workplace of the Washington Commander franchise, Ian, I have no idea. And maybe this is just standard operating procedure if you're one of the 31 NFL owners across the board, where you just fishy things go on in the background and we never hear about it. Now we're just hearing about it because it's that big of a dumpster fire in Washington and Snyder is finally attempting to sell the franchise. But with all this information that seemingly is continuously coming out about the Washington Commanders, I am wondering why Roger Goodell and the NFL decided to stand up and not really do anything about this guy for as long as they did.
1: I can give you one reason. He was part of the good old boy network. That's it. Yeah. You know, and look. It is that simple. I mean, you look at the 0. 0.001% that these guys live in in society. I can't even imagine some of the things that are going on behind the scenes in that tax bracket that you and I can't even comprehend. I mean, well, you, let's just be honest, right? <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to know. I mean, we, we'd be in the shower for about an hour and a half just trying to scrub down, man, and get the scent off of us. So, look, it's you know, and the stench. I mean, I, I, who knows? I, but the only thing I can think of is to how long he was still a part of the ownership group of one of the most elite ownership groups in the world is because he was just part of the good old boy network. And then it came to the point where the sexual misconduct allegations and everything that happened behind the scenes in Washington. And then this latest one, man, from from Van Nata, who's amazing, how... He was charging the franchise $10 million a year, allegedly, to use his own <laughs> private jet as well as an additional $4.5 million dollars to comes. put the team's logo on his personal plane. And the other minority owners are like, why? And he said, it's an advertising fee. It's value. What? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Who's seeing that ad speeding through the air at 30,000 feet and then parking in your elite hub, right? There's maybe a dozen eyeballs that are getting, you know, a view on that logo for your four and a half million per on your own jet. Look, he's a bad human. That's a bottom line. And they finally figured out a way to get him out of the old boys club. But this story is not going away because this is just the latest layer of the onion that is being peeled back when it comes to Dan Snyder and his time as owner in Washington.
2: Yeah. If I'm up in the air and I can see another plane that has the Washington commander logo on it, I'm not (laughs) thinking, Oh, I need to buy a commander's hoodie. Like that's not what's going through my head at that point. I've got other questions. Yeah. You know what else
1: is crazy? Gabe. I went to high school in, in the DC area, Georgetown prep. Yeah, I was a bad kid got shipped off to school. You know, my brothers go to Covington High in Louisiana, one of the worst high schools in America. They end up at Swarthmore, Colgate, and Bugnell. I go to Georgetown University's high school, six and a half years at Bama, right? They're (laughs) cum laude, like Colgate and Bucknell. So, like, hey, public school, private, I'm a big believer in the public school system. It's about effort. (laughs) They put the effort in. I didn't give a bleep. This this, this isn't much of an endorsement (laughs) to Georgetown Brett, but I I digress. Hey, hell of a high school, but (laughs) the effort from this guy and the man in the mirror was really not a lot. It was seized with degrees. But I was up there in the late 80s when the list and the wait list for season tickets was over 100 years long. What? Fast, Fast forward to right now. Yeah, 100 years to get season tickets back in the 80s. That's insane. When Doug Williams was winning Super Bowls, right? I mean... He had the Halls and John Riggins. It was insane. You know, my, my Uncle Jack McShay got rest of soul. He almost gave away his season tickets, and his sons, Jack Jr. and Dave, they had to stop him because Babe Loffenberg got cut. I mean, the, the passion <laughs> for the then-Washington Redskins ran deep, man. I mean, it, it was an addiction to that team, and not just in the D.C. area. It was Maryland, Virginia. I mean, it was all of it. Now, you want season tickets, it's like, all right, uh, we'll make us an offer. What what do you want? We'll we'll throw in a free laptop if you you want to come to all nine games. That's what Dan Snyder did to this once-proud franchise. He ran it into the plumber's end of the pipes, and now the minority owners have bailed. And now you're seeing different layers to this story come out, like charging $4.5 million to put a logo on his own plane for advertising value. Man, get the hell out of here.
2: Yeah, also uh, gave himself a salary of $10 million that his minority owners went, wait, why are you paying yourself $10 million a year? Uh, Again, he bought those people out, so they are no longer a part of the franchise, uh, but also now he is looking to sell that franchise and and make even more money out of it. And If you're a fan of the Washington Commanders, I think you are just rooting hard for him to actually accept the bid of one of the people who comes in, because... just like you said, it's very obvious where this goes back to. It's a cultural thing. It's a systemic hey, thing that goes to the, top. the
1: IRS are now involved. When well, you have the FBI and those the are IRS are letters involved. I want
2: nothing to do with. <laughs> Avoid <right>. it. <laughs> if it's done. It's over, You get those six letters involved. Good. By the way, that's a
1: good way to live through life. Those are six letters you don't <laughs> want after you. I mean, that's, it's a public service announcement brought to you by Gabe Neitzel. <laughs>
2: Yeah, just avoid the FBI and IRS and you'll be fine. You'll be doing just fine. Uh, It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Coming up next, we are going to dive into Mel Kuyper's latest mock draft. It's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app.
0: What? Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
1: This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast.
2: ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and on your smart speaker. No Canty or Carlin today. I'm Gabe Neitzel. He's Ian Fitzsimmons as we fill in for the boys. And I don't know about you, Ian, but I used to pretend that I was too good for mock drafts. Like, I would, you know, I Never. would always make fun of them and, oh, the, you know, you, you, yeah, sure, you can look at them, but, you know, who, they don't know anything. They don't know how. It, and yet, no matter what time of year it was, like, Mel could put out a, a mock draft in week nine of the NFL season. <laughs> yet yeah, here I am. Yeah, yes. open it up. I'm a Packers yep. fan. Scroll down. Who's he got the Packers taken? I am always interested because even if. And we're still, you know, two months away from the draft at this point, but it gives you a good idea of, you know, who you know could be on the board for your team if you're interested in that sort of thing. And Mel's uh, mock draft that came out today, he actually did project some trades because the Bears reportedly are, according to Adam Schefter, he reported this yesterday, they are leaning towards trading the number 1 overall pick. And he has three quarterbacks going in the top five. After we had one quarterback go in the first round last year, do you think we see three quarterbacks go in the top five once again this year in the NFL draft?
1: Minimum top seven, yeah. If the Raiders decide not to move, then yes, uh, I easily do. Because they, we always reach, you know, I mean, meaning we, the proverbial we, NFL teams will always reach for a quarterback. Whether it's Jamarcus Russell as a number one overall out of LSU. I mean, we can go on down the list of guys that, you know, have gone, uh, you know, Mr. Biscay, uh sticking with the yeah. Bears, right? I mean... The Bears gave up a swapped two and the three, right? And then I think 67th, 111, and a 2018. I think it was a second or early third round pick, you know, that they gave up to move up one spot.
2: One. one. Single spot. So And they're probably hoping for a, a similar the, haul because that Bears team – They have their quarterback of the future, but there are so many other holes on that roster that if they can get some sort of hole, even if it's something similar to what they gave up five years ago. I'm
1: I'm compiling everything, man. I'm hoping, I'm praying if I am a Bears fan or if I'm Ryan Poles, you know, I mean, a GM of the Bears, I am praying that a team like the Raiders loves a certain quarterback, whether it's Bryce Young or Will Levis or C.J. Stroud. I think those are your three. Yes. And... Bryce Young, to me, I, look, I, I watched him as, as a part of the call on ESPN radio and ESPN TV probably, well, I think I had him seven times or eight times in the last two years. He plays bigger than five, nine and a half, five, ten. Yeah. You know, and a, a buck, 85, buck 90 at the time. He, he's bulked up from, from everyone I've talked to at Bama, you know, since his last game a little bit. But he plays bigger than that. And what I mean by that is every single game that I saw him in person, I never once, once, saw him take a big hit. And as Jim Nagy, the Senior Bowl you know, Executive Director and a four-time Super Bowl champion, is one of the best scouts at the time in the NFL. That's why the Senior Bowl went and grabbed him to be their Executive Director. He's, he, he, he put it remarkably. He said that Bryce Young has this inning internal clock and this remarkable... You know, central nervous system where he knows if someone he can feel if someone's coming. I mean, be, take the LSU game. I'm standing right there, Gabe. B.J. ojalari who's going to spend a lot of years in the NFL as an mm-hmm. edge rusher. 18 for LSU. When well, you wear that cherished number, you're a bad man. I mean, that means you're a perfect person off the field, a leader of men and on the field. You wreck people. And B.J. Ojolari, rocking 18 for LSU, had him dead to rights. I'm I'm cringing (laughs) with watching what's about to happen. Next thing you know, man, he just ducks. B.J. Ojolari goes right by him, does a pirouette, wham! Drills a pass 20 yards down the field to to Jameer Gibbs. I'm going, how in the hell did he do that? That's what I mean by playing bigger. He'll shift like Drew Brees in the pocket to create a window by moving just Six inches to his right or left. You know, and he can make every throw at every level. You need a sixty yard bullet down the field, he's got it. You need touch and, and a bubble screen, he's got it. You need him to make a play with his legs, he can do it. So I don't care about being five foot nothing and a hundred and nothing. The man plays with a cape on his back and there's a big old S on it. So yeah, you know, the, the Bears are in a remarkable spot with that number one overall pick, but if a team like the Raiders at 7 or the Panthers at 9 don't want to move all the way up to 9, they're still in a great spot, in my opinion. Because Will Levis was – I mean, he played so, behind a sieve of an O-line, banged up last year. Will Levis can play. C.J. Stroud can play. So if one of those teams doesn't want to give up all that capital to go get Bryce Young at 1, you're still getting if – you, If you may have to move up maybe three spots – in order to get the quarterback you really want if you're Carolina or Las Vegas.
2: That's the interesting—Will Levis is the really interesting one to me. And I have seen Mel Kuyper really just bang the drum for him, whether it's been he's making appearances on TV, whether it's he's doing his radio show here on ESPN Radio on Saturdays. He is such a big Will Levis supporter, and he will tell anybody who listens that he thinks that this guy is legit. And I think there are people that are skeptical just because we've seen Bryce Young— We've seen C.J. Stroud on the biggest of stages. You know, we've seen those guys in the college football yep. playoff. We've seen what Bryce Young can do in those big time, primetime games that Alabama plays in. But even though it's SEC, it's Kentucky. It's, it's not Bama or LSU or Georgia. It's, it's not one of those big schools in the SEC. But I, I also, from the way I've heard you talk today about Will Levis, it seems like you are almost as big of a Will Levis believer as Mel Kuyper Jr
1: saw him twice in the last two years, only twice, right? But the most recent was the Florida game. And he got rocked, and I do mean rocked, in his throwing shoulder. Went, got shot up, told me that, post-game interview. Yeah, he <laughs> got to get a shot in the shoulder. Hey, found a way to come. He threw for like 150 yards in the second half alone, you know, a couple tuds, and found a way on the road in the swamp to will his team to a win behind that sieve of an offensive line. And he never complained once about protection, lack of a running game, you name it. The dude just went out and played. And remember, his junior year, he had Liam Cohen, who was mm-hmm. his offensive coordinator. He went to the Rams last year. Now he's back at Kentucky. That Missing that scheme, sometimes it's all about fit also. Like, if I'm Derek Carr, I'm not just going for the biggest dollar amount. I'm going for where I fit. You know, whether it's the Jets, Saints, Panthers, whomever. You know, he's talking to all these teams at the Combine right now in, in Indy. It, it's a big it's a big part of fit with, with Will Levis, but the man can flat-out sling it, and he hates to lose a coin toss, and he has, unlike Bryce Young, that prototypical NFL quarterback body.
2: Yeah, he, he's the one that I'm most curious to see what happens at the Combine and, and see how his stock, and over the next two months, how much that Will Levis hype train kind of takes off. Because again, last year, yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's a little bit there for C.J. Stroud just because we've seen Ohio State play in so many games. But it's going to be curious to see what happens with Will Levis over the next two months. Coming up next, did we learn anything about the Packers today regarding Aaron Rodgers? That's next on ESPN Radio.
1: Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin Podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.